I'm Tom Tate, and this is the Power Time Podcast. Hey, what's up, Power Players? Welcome back to another episode of the Power Time Podcast. I am your host, Tom Tate, and this is the Power Time Podcast DLC, Episode 2. Now, DLC, of course, stands for Downloadable Content, uh, and this is basically me kind of riffing off of the regularly scheduled programming to share some thoughts that I have about the most recent Switch announcements. Uh, Now, these are the announcements that Uh, We heard a couple Thursdays ago leading up to its release on March 3rd of this year. So those announcements received a ton of criticism. I'm sure if you've been following along, you might have some criticism uh, yourself. But I am still super, super excited to see how things turn out. And as I've mentioned before in the past, uh, 2017 definitely feels like an exciting time uh, to be a Nintendo fan. So let's talk about that announcement a little bit. I watched it live. Uh, I believe it was at 11 p.m., uh, which is actually super late uh, for me, for my blood. So I stayed up late to watch it. I was very underwhelmed. Uh, I'll be honest, super underwhelmed by the presentation. Uh, It was very much a, uh, it felt very much like a presentation for Japanese investors, uh, not a presentation for the actual gamers. Uh, And I've heard that criticism a bit. Uh, and most people seem to have been underwhelmed. Uh, that seems to be the the common reaction uh, to that specific press conference. I personally have no problem on the price. I, I noticed a lot of people complained about the price, uh, $299 here in the United States. I, I'm not uh, too upset about that. I'm a little upset about the cost of accessories, especially things like the Pro Controller, uh, which is very much overpriced compared to the Pro Controller that you would get with Xbox One or the PlayStation 4. Uh, And I'm a fan of Pro Controllers. I'm a fan of... uh, I'm excited about the Joy-Cons. I think they look really awesome. Uh, They don't look gimmicky to me, uh, but I do like having a good solid controller for certain games. Uh, So the cost of the Joy-Con controllers, uh, $80, I believe, if you want two. Um, An additional Joy-Con grip is going to be $30, and then that beautiful Pro Controller is going to cost you $70. So in addition to the $299 console, in addition to a game, which I'm sure most people will pick up Zelda, uh, which is a variety of prices if you want to get the bonus pack-ins. So I ended up pre-ordering just the plain $60 title uh, with the Switch. Uh, but it adds up, and we also know that the online services uh, will cost money uh, in the future, uh, so that's going to add up as well. Uh, we still really don't know much about those online details, and I'm waiting patiently to find out more. Uh, we don't know about this whole, you have to use a mobile device app for voice chat, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really curious about that. We don't know the state of the virtual console. Uh, we did hear that for the online services, you will be able to download a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo title uh, within a month for free. 
but then after that month, you have to pay for it. And I'm okay with that actually as well. Uh, the other uh, stipulation as well uh, is they are reportedly going to be adding online play uh, to those NES and Super NES titles, but there are too many details. Uh, but I do like the idea of being able to hop on the Switch, uh, especially you know remotely away from the TV, be able to connect uh, to the internet and play some of my favorite uh, NES and Super NES titles with my friends. Uh, so that's an exciting prospect for me. Um, after the presentation, I listened to a ton of podcasts. Uh, a, I've read a ton of articles, and I was able to kind of reflect and unpack my thoughts a little bit. Uh, and after doing so, I haven't really switched my opinion on the console at all. Uh, I still feel really enthused about it. Uh, and I wrote a couple things, so I'll share some uh, excerpts from a blog post that I put together. Uh, but for the first time in a long time, uh, I actually feel like Nintendo knows exactly what it's doing. So despite all the criticism uh, over the past couple weeks, um, mostly that criticism, of course, is on price and value. You know, 1-2 Switch not being a pack-in title, uh, things like that. Uh, the pricing of the accessories, the Joy-Cons, the Pro Controllers, all of the tech that's going into everything, whether or not it's gimmicky or whether or not it's actually going to relate to fun gameplay. Um, it's it's a bit high for most commentators, the criticism. In my opinion, I, I think the price is, is, is exactly where it needs to be. Uh, my thought is, if I were Nintendo, I would sell as many of these bad boys as possible at the most profitable price before the holiday season. Uh, so it's, it's almost like uh, a beta period for all of the Nintendo fanboys uh, to pay in, uh, to pay up, to pay in, and to get access to the Switch early. Uh, and give their feedback, and then all of that feedback is going to play into Nintendo having a really strong holiday season. Now, the launch lineup is weak. Uh, I will be the first to admit that. Uh, there's a very attractive new Zelda title that you can play on the Wii U, and a lot of people are suggesting that they are going to uh, just continue owning their Wii U and play uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Uh, for me personally... I've looked at the comparison screenshots of the Wii U versus uh, the Nintendo Switch version, and I just love the prospect of playing this game on a new console. Now, this happened before with the GameCube and the Wii and Twilight Princess, and I actually held on to my GameCube to play Twilight Princess, and I was very happy uh, to have done that. So, you know, no sweat if you're going to hold on to your Wii U to play it. For me personally, I love the prospect of being able to play on the go. Uh, I'm going on a trip to California uh, right after the Switch is released. Uh, so that that trailer of the Switch where the guy was playing on the airplane, that I can see myself doing that with The Legend of Zelda, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, so I'll be playing it on the Switch. The other launch title uh, that's getting a lot of press is 1-2 uh, Switch, uh, which is basically a, a party game, off-screen party game. Uh, I think a lot of people have hoped... Uh, that this would be a pack-in. Uh, it feels like a pack-in. We won't know until we get our hands on it and we actually play it. Uh, if it's as as uh, loosely packed as, say, uh, Wii Sports was, you know, with just a handful of mini games, then yes, it probably should have been a pack-in. Uh, if it has a lot more depth to it, uh, I could totally see why they're pricing it uh, accordingly and selling it separately. 
there are a few new IPs. So ARMS, uh, Snipper Clips, along with some Wii U remakes uh, and sequels. So we have Mario Kart and we have Splatoon. A lot of criticism from people who already paid for Mario Mario Kart and all of the DLC around that. Uh, I did not. Um, so, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm not too upset about that. And uh, because the Switch ultimately comes with two controllers packed in, because both of those Joy-Cons are essentially single controllers, uh, I'm really excited to pick up Mario Kart when that comes out because I did not own it on the Wii U. And uh, I think that's a title that my wife and I will really enjoy playing together. Uh, same with uh, Snipper Clips. Uh, and I think that's going to hold us over until Q3, to be honest. I know it feels light, but on, uh, like for me, honestly, if I'm being completely honest with myself, there's no way I'd be playing anything other than Zelda at the time of release anyways. Uh, and I also found out that I am Setsuna, uh, which is a Square uh, Enix RPG that exists on the PlayStation 4. So you can play this on PS4 now. Uh, and I do own a PS4, so I, I could play it. Uh, but it is coming to the Switch. Uh, and it was supposed to come to, or it was released on Vita, PlayStation Vita in Japan, uh, but it didn't make it here on Vita in the States. And to me, that kind of pocket RPG is exactly what I want uh, to be able to play on the go. Uh, so I'm excited that that's coming to the Switch. I'll probably play that after Zelda, uh, along with a few of these other titles. But honestly, all that's going to hold me over until Q3. I'm sure we will get some announcements before then. Uh, and aside from, let's say, Mario Odyssey, which was teased, uh, and there was a really nice trailer at that press conference, there were no real surprises from the presentation. And for me, I think people were expecting a lot of big reveals and surprises, but that's fine for me that we didn't get those. And it's fine for me because E3 is right around the corner. And E3 is what all of that is for, right? The excitement around E3 is is the time uh, to reveal your big surprise titles. So again, I'm confident Zelda, 1-2-Switch, Mario Kart, uh, maybe I'll, I'll try Splatoon because I didn't get into that. Uh, and a few other third-party games. All of that, I, I'm fairly certain that will keep consoles flying off the shelves for the first few months uh, of this console's production. Just long enough, I think, to hold everyone off until June when it's only logical, in my opinion, that we will see Nintendo absolutely crush it at E3. And I, I really think, you know, I'm talking three to four big available this holiday season announcements uh things that will make the holiday season of the switch look like what the launch should have been uh and possibly you know one two three teasers of games that will will be released in 2018 just to show kind of the long-term impact of the console as well nintendo in my opinion definitely had to have considered what their e3 strategy would have been when they decided you know, how the Switch was going to be priced, uh, how they were going to reveal those details. Uh, we already got a Nintendo Direct uh, for Fire Emblem in which they said Fire Emblem will show up on the Switch in 2018. I'm, I'm sure we will get additional uh, Nintendo Directs between now and release uh, additional Directs between now and E3. Uh, and I'm convinced that the Switch is being primed to really sell like hotcakes during the holiday season. Maybe not right now per se, but I think the holiday season, it's going to definitely uh, be impressive. Uh, so 
I'll cut right down to the chase. I pre-ordered this thing. I did it as quickly as I could on GameStop uh, because I missed the Best Buy pre-order. Uh, I'm still going to try to get a console from Best Buy. Uh, then I, I might have an extra one uh, to, to to sell at cost uh, if, if anybody is interested in the future. Uh, but as so many fanboys already did, uh, I definitely went for the pre-order. Uh, it's, it seems to be sold out everywhere, so I'm glad that I did. And uh, Reggie claims uh, that there will not be a shortage at launch, unlike the you know NES Classic, which is still very challenging to get your hands on. Uh, you never really know with Nintendo. I think that the 3DS, 2DS shortages that we saw during the holiday season, uh, the NES Classic debacle, I feel like that was all part of a master plan. Uh, to simulate high demand for Nintendo products uh, and properties. And I, I just feel like that simply sent signals to all of the people that would want the Switch that they need to pre-order the Switch in order to get their hands on it. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's true. I hope that it's not, but I have a feeling that it is. Uh, and if it is, that's kind of genius. And I think we will see a nice, strong opening for the Switch as a console, if that's the case, and if Zelda and some of the other titles deliver. Uh, the fear of missing out, honestly, is what drove me to pre-order. Uh, and you know, like I said earlier, the thought that I'd be playing Zelda on the Wii U, which is a console that I'm not entirely fond of uh, because I couldn't get my hands on the Switch, it made me want to pull the trigger and just get that pre-order in. So I, I'm kind of curious how many fanboys and fangirls uh, did the same thing, and I'm I'm totally uh, uns- unsure, you know, how many consoles, uh, how many units this is actually going to push in the first few months. Uh, but my thought is that you know that March through October sales period is just an opportunity to get Zelda and a few titles in the hands of diehard fans. Uh, start the chatter about how innovative it is. If One Two Switch really is the uh, Wii Sports of this console. Uh, word will get out how fun that game is. Uh, so I'm excited to at least hear about it and try it out. Um, but I'm I'm thinking they're going to just try to sell as many units as they can to people just like me, probably just like you if you're listening to a Nintendo podcast, uh, who will be an early adopter. And after that, the holidays are fair game. You know, everything in the after the holidays, it's it's fair game. So like I said, uh, I anticipate a very strong E3 showing, which means, you know, in addition to surprise titles, we may see kind of attractive pack-in bundles at Christmas. Uh, and I think that that's probably what we're going to see. You know, so let's imagine uh, this holiday season, Nintendo is offering a $349 Switch bundle that includes 1-2 Switch and Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, just imagine that value, right? So $349, still higher than the $299 that you'd be paying. Uh, but you're getting uh, essentially getting Super Mario Odyssey for free, uh, and that one-two switch becomes the pack-in title that everyone wants it to be. Uh, and with two controllers already built into the console, uh, if Mario Odyssey has two-player functionality, uh, that's a really incredible value around uh, the holidays, around Christmas time. Uh, and even if that Super Mario Odyssey uh, was a digital download, you know, um, or it came with an ex- extra accessory. Uh, maybe there's a Mario Kart bundle that comes with the wheel. Uh, I'm not too sure, but if they can ramp up production, get the price point more attractive by December, uh, and if release titles uh, and a few surprises uh, come out by Christmas, like let's say there's a Smash Brothers or a Pokemon title by Christmas, I honestly think the Nintendo Switch might outpace 
Sony, and Microsoft uh, come the holiday season. It depends on the lineup uh, and it depends on the price point, but I definitely think that they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, And if we can imagine that Nintendo also has a new product or a new bundle in its NES Classic line, so maybe the SNES Classic is available this holiday season, uh, quite possibly, you know, maybe there's a big surprise 3DS title that we're not aware of for this holiday season. I think Nintendo will absolutely dominate, will absolutely be on top. Uh, and, you know, for all the price complaints and skepticism, I really do think that Nintendo is fully aware of what they're doing. Uh, I'm sure they plenty of analysis went into this thing. They're smarter than we are. They still make silly uh, decisions like with the mobile app voice chat, but I'm open to checking it out and seeing what happens. Uh, they never really have done online right, uh, and I'm curious to see how they uh, kind of make strides in that area this time around. Uh, but I'm really excited. I'm really pumped to watch everything unfold. I will be sharing some bits along the way uh, by way of these DLC episodes, uh, and I will keep uh, writing and keep recording as more develops. But we'll see. You know, will this be Nintendo's swan song, uh, or will this be the first in a long line of uh, fruitful masterpieces from Nintendo? Will this be the end? I've heard some comparisons to Sega, uh, this being their Dreamcast. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, we will see. But let me know. Uh, interact with me. Let me know on Twitter at YoPowerTime. That's Y-O PowerTime. Uh, let me know what you think of the Switch. Let me know if you also got your pre-order in. Uh, and I will be sharing uh, my thoughts and, and I'll, I'll share a review as well as after it's released. Uh, and don't forget as well that we have a private Facebook group that you can join at any time. Uh, we'll be hanging out. We'll be talking about the Switch. We'll be talking about new games, old games. Uh, you can head on over to PowerTimePodcast slash Unlocked uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, you just have to uh, fill out your name and email address and I email you a link uh, to that private group. Uh, If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, uh, not much to it, but if you want to check it out, uh, I have links to the music uh, for today's show. You can check out powertimepodcast.com slash DLC2 to open the show. So for the music for the show to open, we've heard uh, Strike Witches Get Bitches uh, by Azure Flux. Uh, And to close the show, uh, I will actually be playing a song by Mariachi Entertainment System, uh, one of my favorite Uh, Nintendo tribute bands and this is their take on Dragon Roost Island from The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. So as always thank you so much for your time and attention. Thanks for hanging out with me uh, today. This is not a full episode but I will will be back uh, later this week uh, with the full entry uh, to the Power Time podcast line. Uh, We will be covering a very awesome tribute to Super Mario Brothers 3 should have that released in a couple of days. So thanks for hanging in there. And until next time, power players, keep on playing with that power. <laughs>